0: Welcome everybody to the 1% podcast. Each episode brings encouragement to think outside the lines and live a life that is anything but average. The hope is for more people to steer into fear and be anything but realistic. Thank you for inviting me into your inner circle today. Now let's start thinking like the 1%. Welcome everybody to the 1%. I'm glad to have you with us today. Today is a special, nice little guest episode. I know we don't get to hear that that often. All we get to hear is Kevin's voice, and I know that we don't necessarily want that for a full 45 minutes. I have with me today a very special friend. I've known him for, let's see, going on four years now. Actually, it's exactly four years this month. Almost exactly four years to this date. That's very weird. 2015, it was like November 17th or 18th. That was my first day working at the JCC where we were both personal trainers together. So I have with me today, Andy Yoder. He is a certified professional life coach. He is a health coach, a personal trainer, and specializes in behavioral change all through ACE. And he is also a SIMBAS facilitator. SIMBAS stands for saving your marriage before it starts. And Honestly, until today, I had never even heard of that. <clears throat> I knew he was involved in certain marital counseling and helping others with their relationships as well, but I have never heard of that as an actual credential. So very, very happy to have you on. I know every time I talk to you just personally, I feel like I go through just a wave of personal growth. So we're hoping we can get that same effect here today. How you doing?
1: I'm doing awesome. Thanks. Thanks a lot for having me on.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Um, so the biggest thing that I honestly want to talk about today, the biggest thing that I kind of wanted to focus on and harp on is, <clears throat> you know, every time we talk, uh, I can't remember, honestly, the last time we talked where we haven't discussed in some way, shape or form personality tests, um, assessments to gauge, you know, who you are, <clears throat> what you're like, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, you know, how you think um, diving into that, uh, and, and, you know, some sense of self-awareness. And so I really wanted to talk about that just because one, we don't hear about that that much. And even when we do, we hear about it, I think in a very superficial or shallow way where it's just like, Hey, you know, what are you an introvert or are you an extrovert? And then that's kind of like the basis of, you know, how we talk and everything. And with you, um, you know, I'm going to let you kind of go and talk about this in a minute, but I know that you, that's a, if there was a specialty in personality assessments that would go up there as another credential along your line of, you know, health coach, you know, personal trainer, uh, life coach, you would have that just as another specialty. So I know you love doing that. Um, so we'll get to that is in the nitty gritty of what we're actually going to talk about. Um, but just in the beginning, you know, just give, try to give a brief introduction. Um, what got you started with life coaching? Because When we first met three years ago, you hadn't had the bulk of these certifications yet. Um, You were first and foremost a personal trainer. And then it wasn't until the end of both of our runs at the the JCC, the community center that we were personal trainers at, that you started focusing on developing your own business and becoming a life coach and getting some more of those um, certifications. So, you know, kind of take us back to that. And you can even go, you know, sooner and describe, you know, what made you kind of want to focus on that and um, where it's taken you so far.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I was actually just flipping through uh, some of my health coaching personal trainer manuals yesterday, as a matter of fact, and thinking back to, thinking back to the day when that's, that was my main capacity that I was functioning in. And, you know, I think the big difference for me was, I just became, started becoming more self-aware myself of who I was mm-hmm. and what I wanted to do in my life, in my time, and how I wanted to serve people. And for me, as a trainer, I noticed there were certain things within the personal training that I really liked and that I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed relating to people and connecting with them around their story. I really enjoyed helping them make progress in their physical fitness. I really enjoyed that setting goals all of those things. But I felt like there was a small, I was just a small piece of their life that I was relating to them around just that area of their physical fitness. And I wanted, right. I wanted to be able to serve people and help people on a broader level. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, you know, the health coach piece came in getting certified as a health coach. And then also the behavior change specialist. Those were just about expanding the ways that I could serve and help people. And going back to the material, like I was saying yesterday, like, I just I kept seeing all these little um, all these little self awareness pieces for myself, even in the material, that led to me continuing to grow as the person. So I felt like the work I was doing was gonna really serve and help people, but also as I was engaging this work, it was growing me and transforming me. So that was the progression. And then the life coach in my mind was kind of like the like the ultimate, hey, as a life coach, if I if I learned this process Um, If I get certified and I understand the tools that, you know, people can employ uh, with life coaching, it's a process that we can use to help them grow and develop in any area of their life. It's not bound to physical fitness. So just, you know, getting that blueprint for growth, you know, through the coaching um, felt like to me, like I've landed on something that, you know, I can now help and serve people.
0: Right. Yeah. I even remember, you know, when we were coming up with our new year's goals and everything, I remember we categorized everything. And it sounds to me kind of like, you know, what you're saying is at the JCC, we were always, um, you were always helping people in the physical world. And now it seems like you've expanded that into every other realm where you're not just helping them in their physical environment and with their physical health, but you've transitioned into, you know, other areas like mental and emotional and spiritual Um, and you know, when it comes to relationships, even with your, you know, your Simba's facilitating and everything. So it seems like you've transitioned into, you know, every possible area that you can think of with your life coaching.
1: I really love to find like, you know, what's, what's underneath it all, you know, like, what's the thing, what's the thing underneath everything that moves, moves it forward, you know, and I feel like coaching, the coaching cycle, the learning cycle it's just a, a force, you know. a yeah. force That if you apply it to your life, yeah, yeah. No matter what area you apply it to, it's going to create progress and move you forward. You know, and I felt that. I felt that personally. Like I told you, this, this journey for me has been, you know, it's had a personal element to to all of it. Like when I first when I first wanted to check out life coaching, right? I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna learn about it and then take it on as a skill, mm-hmm. right? To serve my clients with. Well, mm-hmm. it turned out that that meeting. I walked into a coffee shop, chatted with the life coach for a bit. And by the time I was done, I was like, I want a life coach. <laughs> this, this is about me experiencing the coaching process for myself. This is about me growing. This is about me experiencing transformation and my life moving from where I am now to where I want to be. So right. originally I thought like it's something I'm going to be serving others with. But I mean, that's great. And I do that now. Right. But honestly, like I just I love it what that does for me personally like it's a really mm-hmm. really awesome process so anyway yeah. that's uh kind of catches you up and it's in the short in a short way to yeah where I am
0: today. So. and just going just going just a little bit off topic give me like 30 seconds just off topic here you just yeah. turned 34 right about a month ago you turned 34. If we, if <laughs> 19- Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I remember you saying 1985. Yeah, so that's 34. So you just turned 34, and so this was all happening when you were 31 years old. Here's one of the reasons that here's one of the reasons. Even looking back, I freaking love you for because you're 31 and you transitioned into something completely new that you even even though you may have shown interest in it before. You took it on as a career and a profession. There is not many people, no one that I know, where they can see themselves doing that at 31. They see 31 as this age where everything has got to be settled and set in stone. And it's like if you don't have your life figured out at 31, you know, what are you even doing with your life? And that's why I, I love that because it's it, Man, thirty-one, I I just
1: felt like I was just waking
0: up. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm just waking up, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I think people need I think more people need to have that mindset. It's like 31, you are like you were young. You're so young. You're so young for it. I feel like I haven't even begun yet and I'm only getting ready to turn 27. So I really hope that I continue to have that mindset all the way through 34, even even beyond that. So I love that. But anyway, that's a little bit off topic. I want to get into what um, we actually, we're going to, you know, talk about before. So everyone, when I, when I say personality tests, don't think of it as just your ordinary, you're getting on the internet and you just type it into the Google search bar and you take this, you know, five to 10 minute test and it tells you, Oh, you are type a, or you are outgoing or something like that. For one, I have only seen three legitimate tests that I've taken and assessments. And two of them I attribute to Andy because he's the one who showed me them. So what got you – you talked about what got you into health coaching, what what was like the root of it yeah. and the groundwork and everything. But yeah. now when it comes to self-study, I know how much time and effort you've put into certain assessments and implementing them yeah. with clients that you have. And not just clients, but any relationship you have in your world, um, whether it be yeah. – whether it be um, your your um, your wife, whether it be your friends, whether it be your family you implement it in every single relationship you have. So what got you not just into it but what ultimately really got you interested in diving and dissecting um, certain yeah. personality assessments that you see?
1: Yeah one of my one of my highest values is understanding like I just love to understand. Um, myself I love to understand the world I love to understand other people and I think that we are all have a, a, deal, a, a pretty great deal of complexity to who we are right right there's a whole bunch of things but just to put it simply I really really value understanding um, people and you know if you if you've lived long enough you've had relationships where you felt like you missed each other right or where you butted heads or where you didn't get along or where something where something didn't seem right, you know, we've all, I believe, had those relationships, and so I think for me, um, just personally wanting to understand myself better, and then also just wanting like a greater level of understanding and and harmony um, and unity in my relationships with other people too, you know, right, I, right, that that was a big part of it, you know. I mean, some of it, you know, was just from like working as a life coach too. I wanted I wanted to have tools and resources that I could help people engage with understanding themselves better as well be a little bit conscious about you know who's who's coming into the call um, based on their personality type and what they might be what they might be working towards in their life that kind of thing so just, just starting to get a picture for me of people where they are and where they might want to go so
0: so was there a was there what was the I guess what was the first assessment that you saw that that you actually deep dove into because now you have yeah. you know you've you've you know you've kind of dissected so many assessments and implemented them in a lot of different ways but obviously everybody has to start from something so what was the yeah. first assessment that you looked at and you were like you know I think there's a deeper level to this than just the results that you can get from taking the assessment, and I kind of want to dive into that and really get to the nitty-gritty of how to understand people who have, you know, this type of result versus this type of result. Was there was there one right. that, like, got you hooked, or what was the first right. one that you kind of deep dove into?
1: Right. So so when I started, like, really digging into all these different tools and resources that were out there, I, I actually, in the process, uncovered some some ones I'd taken back in college, like back in two thousand. 2006 maybe or something like that so
0: oh gosh I was in eighth grade I think I, every,
1: uh, <laughs> I think I took one in a leadership class in college that um you know had a framework that it was working with and then there was also the the Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. they had had a take I believe in uh, in, a, in another training that I was a part of and so I think the first one I was exposed to was the Myers-Briggs but honestly like
0: what is what is the Myers Briggs one? Because I think, if if I'm not mistaken, the Myers Briggs one is the one where I think a lot of people have heard of the 16 personalities test. Yeah, that's the Myers Briggs yeah, one, yeah. right? The, the
1: Myers Briggs Type Indicator MPTI. Right. Okay. Indicator, yeah, I was exposed to that on at, at two different points uh, throughout my life, but I never really thought much of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I never really dove into it. Like honestly, looking back and thinking about it. I just remembered, like the animal that was on the chart, mm-hmm. and that whenever we did it, they divided us up into groups based on like extroverts and introverts or something like that. Like yeah. that's literally all I can pull back from it, right? Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't dive in deep enough to understand like what it was really based on, or understand the cognitive functions, the eight cognitive functions that were driving a lot of it, mm-hmm. or I look at like actually look to see how it was playing out in my life or in other people's lives. Like I didn't. I didn't get into any of that, you know, back then it was more like, you know, one day a, a brief look at it
0: and then it gets tucked away in a folder, Yeah, um, you know, from the training and, and never really
1: comes to life or never really it's integrated. So, but, but the Myers-Briggs was one of the first ones that I was exposed to. Um, in addition to that, like, you know, love languages, the five love languages was another one that
0: yeah. would have been beyond. But, See, I think those two are in terms of popularity, Um, if I ever am talking to someone, those are the two that I think most people have heard of. Um, I think somewhere along the line, people have heard of, you know, 16 personalities.com or the five love languages. A lot of people have heard of that. Not necessarily everyone has taken the assessment or anything, but I think somewhere along the line, those are the two most popular and everything. But, uh, what is the Myers-Briggs assessment? Because it, it, you know, you don't have to necessarily dive into the questions and stuff like that, but what my results what's it giving me
1: yeah so it's it's based on i a a fun way to do it would be like to actually have people to try to get people engaged to be like how how do you separate differences that you see in people Mm -hmm. like what would you say are some some like differences that you notice between you and other folks and then how would you how would you categorize those or labels well basically somebody did that and they said how are how are humans different and one of the ways that they say how are humans different is, are they you know an extrovert or are they an introvert? Uh-huh. Are they somebody who likes a lot of stimuli and is doesn't back away from that? You know, enjoys engaging people in conversation, enjoys uh, verbally uh, processing things. Are are fans of working on their mental models? You know, outside of themselves rather than inside of themselves. They right. bring energy to a conversation like basically they, they just took four different areas of life and said, here's here's two ways that people could be different. Like if we created a, a scale, you know, and on one side we've got the extrovert, and on one side we've got the introvert, that's one, you know, difference we'll set up. And then let's do that with three other things. And then you'll be the sum of, you know, how you test out on those. So the first one was the extrovert introvert. The other one was, um, you know, what kind of information you prefer, do you prefer, Sensing or or intuitive, as was the word they use, right? Information, which is basically with like facts um, and concrete stuff, more like working with your your hands or things that are tangible, you know, that you can engage with the five senses. That, that
0: would be, to, that, would be sensory. that would be
1: sensory. Sensory, as opposed to the you know the intuitive folks, they tend to prefer uh, more abstract, conceptual. Um, they tend to be more future focused, and where can we? Where can we go with the data or with the facts that we have? What can it become um, more focused in the future? So it's it's um...
0: so then so then based on that, if if I'm sensory or if I'm intuitive, you know, yeah. do they just tell me in the results like, you know, sensory or intuitive and then explain it or, you know, how do how, how do they how do they characterize my results based on those two factors? or th- not those two factors, but those two words in and of itself. Do they just tell me that I'm sensory or intuitive or do they give me kind of an explanation on to why I'm one or the other?
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to think like how we can, how we can do people justice in a short amount of time. Cause like, I'm throwing a lot of stuff out there. Yeah.
0: And,
1: you know, this is, We this is like an hour long
0: presentation. You yeah. know, yeah, we yeah, to yeah. get into all of it. So let me, let me think if there's a good way.
1: Like, if I just go back to the basics, right, if I go back to the basics, it's basically saying, where can we find how people are different or where people are different? And those basically say the differences are the level of, like, you know, stimulus you want in your life and kind of where you do your, or you do your processing. If it's, like, within yourself or if you do it more outside yourself, that'd be one difference, right? Okay. Um, the next difference would be, like, you like more um, concrete, hands-on Facts, like down-to-earth stuff, are you more of the abstract, intuitive, conceptual mm-hmm. person? You know, that would be the other difference. Then it would be, are you a thinker or a feeler? So do you tend to make decisions from your head or from your heart? You know, that whole play of logic or emotion, like which which of those worlds you tend to begin more. And then finally, uh, perceivers or judgers, you know, are you somebody who tends to live out um, of more of a planned, structured, scheduled approach to life? And that's how you like to engage the world? Or do you prefer more flexibility, spontaneity, and you know, do you tend to remain more open to to what the possibilities than you know what the other the other person may be, and that's right. not going to touches just at all like there's a lot more to that than you know what I've described, but basically again to say the personality Myers big is basically about trying to find ways that people may be different and then seeing what your tendencies are. In each of those four areas.
0: So it's got like, so essentially it's got like four matchups between two words and based on questions and everything, they determine, you know, which side you lean towards a little bit more and all of that kind of bundled into, you know, one lump sum is a good indicator of your personality as a whole.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's basically just like finding dichotomies, you know, like one way we could divide up a room really quick is chocolate or vanilla, right? If you find that as one dichotomy, now you can categorize everybody into one of those two, one of those two preferences, right? Yeah. Well, this half of the room likes chocolate and this half of the room likes vanilla. And then you could take it again and you could say, you know, are you a, are you a fan of fish? Or are you a fan of steak? And now you divided the room again. So ultimately, you know, you're going to end up with somebody who has a combination of those four divisions. And you're probably going to find them at a certain restaurant, right? Right. Because they're at the restaurant where they serve vanilla ice cream and steak, you know? Yeah. So that, that's kind of a, you know, a very simplified way of explaining like Myers-Briggs. It's looking for dichotomies, which you prefer, and then based on which one you pick, obviously you're going to be showing up at the restaurant that shares vanilla ice cream. For the personality people, that means they may prefer certain jobs to others. Um, you know, they may have certain clashes in their relationships based on their personality or they may complement each other well based on their personality is that is that getting the the, the idea across what you were looking for
0: yeah i i i i, I like and i guess i just want to dive into myers-briggs just because i think that's the one that people know the most and it seems yeah. like it seems like that's the one that kind of gets people's foot in the door with um, a first estimate or not estimate a first judgment on who they are as a person. Um, for most people, here's the problem. Here's the problem I've had with personality tests in the, in the past. And, um, you can kind of, you know, atone to this a little bit in terms of just my example, um, because you've had me take the Myers-Briggs test before. And the problem that I have is the fact that you can't elaborate on your answers, So, for instance, you only get to pick neutral, um, somewhat agree or disagree, or strongly agree or disagree. And my results came out where – what was the third category? Again, it was thinker versus feeler, right? Yeah. It came out that I was a feeler. But then you literally literally looked at me and asked me like two questions. And based on how I answered those questions, you're like, you're a thinker. You're a thinker based on two questions. And one of them was like, you know, if – Someone was talking in a room and they just made a simple mistake in what they said, you know, would you correct them? And I'm like, yes. And you're like, that's 100% thinker. So the, the, the problem that I've had with certain personality tests is the results, I feel like because of how basic they can be, they can get your results wrong sometimes, even when you don't necessarily mean to. So I guess, I guess there's not really a question in there. But, you know, I've had I've had I've had kind of a problem with some of those tests because I'm like, how is it that in an entire test of asking me questions, you can get that result wrong? And Andy is asking me two questions. And just in that two questions, he's telling me I'm a thinker. And based on his explanation of what a thinker is, he'll he'll say that. And I'll be like, you know what? I am a thinker. Why is this test telling me I'm a feeler? So how like. How are I? Not asking how they're designed and everything, but how how in the world can people, you know, really really look at results of these tests and everything and implement them in their lives when sometimes there could be a little skewed um, result data and everything.
1: Yeah, well, just back to your back to your thinker-feeler thing. Like, you know, we were we were. I remember we were discussing this and like one things that to. That I strongly recommend for anybody that gets into personality is not telling people what you think they are. Like obviously, me and you, we have a kind of relationship where we're back and forth and right. you know, work things out and that kind of thing. But yeah. like, just, first of all, did you feel like from my explanation that like the thinker actually fit you better than the assessment?
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah. So I just want to clarify that. Like,
0: yeah, for if sure. Anybody's engaged
1: with personality and stuff. Not a not a smart
0: idea to go around like telling people yeah. who they are. I, I know. Just with you, there were some things that
1: made me think that, you know, based on knowing the heart of Myers-Briggs assessment and knowing the the heart of those dichotomies, it seemed like your tendencies would be towards um, thinker. But back to your question, like, and this is like, if there, there was one thing that anybody takes away from this podcast, like this would be the gold, this would be the gold nugget, you know, that I think everybody should you know jot down and take away just you know mentally stashed away in your brain like well, all the personality stuff is about it's about giving you language to better describe yourself we have a hard time right understanding ourselves and understanding other people all of these assessments every single one of them the one thing they have in common is they're trying to give you language to talk about yourself so if you can, if you can use an assessment that way and just be like, hey, I'm learning Kevinese, right? (laughs) Or I'm learning Andanese. Like the English language only gets us so far, but whenever we we pick up some of these assessments and they get really specific about words and what they mean by those words, and the language starts to get get unpacked in a really specific way, like it gives us ways to better talk about who we are and better understand other people because we're all speaking the same language now, right? Right. You know, so there's there's some words that like I could I could say the word spirit, right? And mm-hmm. that's that's everything from, you know, a, a drink in a bar to physical being to like I mean look up the definition right. for a long time. So all that all that these assessments are trying to do is give you some language to talk about yourself um, to other people. And then if they take it too and they learn the language. Boom! Your level of communication just went up a notch, you know. I won't get too—I won't get too caught up, right? In that whole like, well, it said this or that about me. I—I—I I, I definitely take the liberty to disagree with something if it doesn't feel right. I don't think any assessment out there would be like, you know, we're we're putting we're we're nailing this down, and this is who Kevin is. All there, I think all of them are humble enough to say, we're
0: trying to help you get a better way to talk about yourself. Right. I guess, let me put put that in a better way because I just thought of this. Instead of referring to it as, you know, myself and getting mad at the results, what if I were to say this? Because of sometimes the results can be quote unquote wrong. Um, What if I'm trying to tailor my conversation towards someone else? So for instance, what is your or, or better yet, what was what was my results with the Myers-Briggs test? G- do you remember my results at all? Like in terms of just the letters that came with it?
1: You've shown up different on different occasions. <laughs> I know.
0: I know. What, was, <laughs> what do you think I am? I trust your opinion on this a lot more. The
1: first time, the first time I think you... Go back to
0: this one, the, the past time that I took it.
1: I think the latest time you typed out as an infp
0: and substitute the f for at right so intp or actually let's go with infp let's go let's go with infp so I'm an infp
1: let's do this though too because here's here's one thing that's really helpful so look here's what's here's what's really helpful is if you think about it not as I am an infp but I I have some of those preferences right like one of the things you'll see if you get into the the Myers Briggs, they talk about preference. Yeah, like these are preferences that we have, you know. And your work's going to call for certain preferences out of you. Um, the, your other situations you're in are going to call for other parts of your personality, right? So it's it's suggesting from the assessment that you took that you have some INFP preferences.
0: Right. So what I'm what I'm saying what I'm saying is, you say I hire you as my life coach. And you have me take the assessment and I come out INFP. In my mind, when I know um, someone else's results, I'm going to tailor my conversation, my words, my mood, my tone of voice. I'm going to tailor that towards the type of person they are. So you're my new life coach. You don't know me. You see that I am an INFP, even though we've pretty much established that that F should be substituted for a T but you tailor your conversations towards me as an F. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like how that could, the, 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 the mood, the tone of the voice, there could be conversation that shouldn't be the way it is, but it's seen as this is the way I should be talking to them because they're an F. But in reality, I'm a T, and it should be completely different, but because you saw my results as an F. You understand what I'm saying? Like if we see, I feel like a big sure. part of these – I feel like a big part of these assessments is to not only understand ourselves, but help understand our relationships around us too. And by understanding our relationships around us, it helps us be able to, you know, talk to loved ones or friends or colleagues or acquaintances in a certain way and talk to everybody as an individual based on how we've seen their, their results show up. So they are this, I've seen them be this, um, so I'm going to talk to them this way because that's how it's going to resonate with them better. But what if what if they're a T and their results set and their results set an F? I don't I don't necessarily want to harp on it too much, but you understand what I'm saying now?
1: Yeah, that's why it's important to um, you know do your own do your own self self analysis as well. Like go through the assessment and say, hey, I agree with this. I don't agree with this. You talk with the coach. Talk with talk with uh, talk with a certified uh, you know Myers-Briggs coach like talk with somebody who's who knows this stuff really well yeah. and can walk you through uh, understanding the results that you agree with better and the ones that you disagree with better cuz you know people like myself or or someone else that has been in this for a long time you know they're going to be able to help you take that deeper look and and help you better understand what's at the heart of the assessment not just the questions that you answered you know and so like for example with you like with the thinker feeler thing like you do not back away from, from an argument like you'll happily argue with me about you know whatever under the sun you feel like arguing about which <laughs> and, and you can't deny that because we know it's true these uh, are cool with that right Yeah. Time you'll, see, you'll see the tea's will show up based on uh, who's talking politics you know because they're, they're not afraid to go there. And they, they get joy out of debating.
0: Dude, you're going to make, just by saying that, you're going to make people listening to this already hate me. They're going to be listening to this. They're going to be like, oh my <laughs> gosh, the host of this podcast just likes talking about politics.
1: <laughs> uh, the other way they can do that, the other way they can view that is that, like, you know, a, a tea T isn't going to let stuff slide. You know, like, they're going to stand up for what needs to be talked about and they're going to put the issues on the table and they're not going to back away from it. You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of, a lot of benefit to, you know, having a T preference as well. But what I'm, what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say with that is like, if you understand what's the heart of these assessments and what's really behind the questions, you know, which is what I've done. I've gone through multiple assessments. Like I took nine of the, you know, personality assessments online and I went, I went back through and I asked myself, you know what were they asking for with this question, and what was asking for with this question? I take it pretty serious. Yeah. Every time something says, "Hey, we think we might have some insight into better helping you understand yourself," mm-hmm. like I take that seriously. Like if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna engage something and it's gonna suggest something to me, like, "Hey, this might be a good idea for a career path," or, "Hey, you know, this might better your relationships." I want to make sure there's some validity there, right? And it's not a bunch of hocus pocus. So, right. Like That's the T in me coming out, right? Like I I put on my INTP hat, I tear stuff apart. That's a hat I wear fairly frequently, even though, you know, whenever I, I test out, I test out, it's like an ENFP.
0: Right, and so, I think that's important to, to note, too, that even though your results may give you certain letters, that doesn't mean that the other part of that doesn't show up in some part of your life even though the core of maybe my personality says T, there's going to be plenty of areas in my life where I'm a feeler and not a thinker. And actually, when you talked about politics, that's a perfect example because sitting in a room with people bringing something like that up, I, my T does not come out in that certain, in that, you know, that particular scenario. Like I, yeah, I sit back and I don't like that's because it's not really an important area of my life. So it's not like I. You
1: see, and that here here is where we get really complex really quick right say you don't value politics so now we does we have an added layer to kevin we believe he's we believe he's this personality right but say 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 kevin shows up with this personality say it's uh say it's an infp right and another infp shows up and they're both in the same room well kevin's top 10 values don't include politics and now we got an infp who's you know the feeler, the feeler preference is strong with them, you know, mm-hmm. and they're not. But politics is huge, a huge agenda for them, right? And they're not afraid to go there, even though it's uncomfortable for them, because now their values um, are trumping their personality. So you got values in there, right? Yeah. You got personality in there. Interesting. You've got all kinds of layers. You got their their strengths in there. You know, yeah. there's just so much complexity to who we are as people. Do. That- you know, one, just one just one angle is only going to give you one angle of, of who Kevin is. Yeah,
0: it's like a kind of like a layer of an onion, I guess. Where it's just you peel back a layer, and there's another layer waiting to be uncovered that you have to also yeah. kind of peel back. Do uh, do most life coaches or um, behavioral change specialists do they study um, or uh, even is there certifications out there for you know personality assessments or anything like that, or is yeah. it mostly just self study?
1: You can you can get certified in them if you want to. Like my my method has been, my method has been to actually collect a database of people that I know personally that I'm in a relationship with. You know whether that's family, or yeah. long term friends, or people that I have a lot of history with,
0: and all their and results.
1: Yes, and then get their results. So I've got you know um, thanks to kind people in my life. You know I've got like the results of like 125 people sitting on my computer mm-hmm. and. I have them charted under each of the different personalities. And so I can all day long be making observations and asking them questions about how they do life and stuff like that. Right. Because I've got this database of individuals who've taken the assessment, shared their results with me. And now I can see patterns, similarities, differences, you know, all that type of stuff in and make make comparisons. And obviously, you know, it starts the conversation it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it does, it's not a final, it's not a final thing. Right. But yeah. it at least gets the conversation going. So that's been, you know, that's been my method and then just like integrating it into my own life um, in a really big way. Like it shows up in my marriage with,
0: um, yeah, of course,
1: really all the time. And we, we've, I honestly, I'd have to ask her, but I honestly don't know that we would have, we definitely wouldn't be where we are in our marriage without understanding
0: personality. I I truly believe that we'd have been stepping on each other's toes,
1: unaware of it. Um, and not even just each other's toes, probably like pushing each other over, you know, For like the last, you know, two and a half years, if we hadn't learned how to dance around, um, you know, each other's personalities and make space for them and honor them and see them as a good thing and not the enemy. Yeah, and, and and values too. You know, like there's there's just so much to this. Like yeah. I, I just want to whoever's listening. Here's what I want to say to whoever's listening: Start the journey. You know, start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Pick up something, whether it's whether it's the five love languages, whether it's the Myers Briggs. Like you can, you can even you can go take the free versions. You know, that you don't have to pay anything for online, and just get the conversation started between you and the people that you care about. Mm-hmm. Um, And just with yourself and start building that self-awareness and and realize there's some value there and then start to build on that, you know, and start looking for ways to explore, explore spirituality through assessments and explore, um, you know, some emotional intelligence through assessments like there's there's just so many cool tools out there to use and get around community, you know, um, get around people who have already done it because they're they're going to have been. They're going to have been living this out, right, Right. for years. And so the cool thing about living awareness out for years is you collect all kinds of cool stories and all kinds of cool additional insights into this stuff that you don't have when you just cruise through assessment. Because I've found, you know, as we we do a retreat for an organization, you know, we can take them deeper into an understanding of Myers-Briggs because we are telling stories. And I think story is what really makes it stick, you know. Like a lot of the folks, they might have connected a little bit with our descriptions of Myers Briggs, but if we tell story, like that's where people can start to really understand the value of it. And just super quick, like for me and Shelly, like one of the ways that that I make decisions is introverted feeling is what they call it. The nickname for it is, you know, authenticity. So basically navigating life and making decisions based on how you're feeling about something, right? So I I, I do that. You know, that's a, a big part of how I navigate the world, being authentic to myself and my values. Um, whereas, you know, my wife, she tends to navigate the world, prefer to navigate the world by thinking more about extroverted feeling or the nickname for it would be harmony, right? Like, how can I make decisions that will keep harmony in my relationships with people and how can I build harmony in a community, that kind of thing. So understanding that, I need to in my relationship be doing a good job of creating space for my wife to become aware of what she's feeling and express that in our relationship, and show up and express that in her workplace and in the community that she's involved in. Right? Because that's not mm-hmm. going to be her natural tendency. Right. We so have the actually I have the ability as somebody who does introvert feeling well and consistently like that's that's like the way I operate. I can actually give that gift to her and create space and time and say, Hey, how are you feeling about this? Yeah. I know this is what this person may think. Or yeah, I know that make, it may ruffle some feathers here, but like how are you feeling about this? And are you showing up hundred percent in this conversation or in this situation? So, you know, those, those I feel like are the stories that like help people to connect with this and say like, yeah, this isn't just a bunch of theory, you know, and a bunch of, intuitive sensor conception, like, it's not a bunch of words. It's like, this is actually going to play out in my life in a way that, you know, could be the difference between this relationship
0: with this person I'm dating working out or not, yeah. you know, right. you know I mean? like that just in my
1: mind, that's like how real, how real this gets.
0: I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy that in our lives, whether it be relationships or just personal, I think how much of it boils down to self-awareness. And, um, when you're talking about relationships with anybody, how they can either thrive or fail based on the level of self-awareness that we have around ourselves and whoever we're talking to or in a relationship with. Oh, yeah. And then when we're the self-awareness that we have, when someone who is truly self-aware, I've seen this with people who are versus aren't when you are self-aware of who you are and authentically you, the noise of the world just kind of disappears because it's like, no one can, no one can sway you know, what you believe for yourself or what you think you can do, your dreams, your ambitions, your goals. It's like no amount can knock you over because it's like, you know, I have really deep dived into who I am and what kind of person I'm like. And that all, that all just boils down to self-awareness. I think it's such, it's to me, it's one of the most important tools. And it seems like not just with everything that you do, but with these assessments, if you really actually take them, you know, to heart and a little bit, you know, seriously, they just – it's like they inch by inch just build your level of self-awareness yeah. and enhance your personal growth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if people if people have never heard the word self-awareness before, I – oh, my goodness. Like, it is
0: it's, – It's a it's life-changer.
1: <laughs> it, it is so big. Like, and it's it gets really interesting really quick when you right. uh, go when you go down the rabbit hole, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what is it on uh, that one, one movie where you take the red pill instead of the blue pill?
0: I know what you're talking about. I don't know. I didn't know that was from a movie. I didn't know that was yeah. actually from a movie. Yeah.
1: And some people, you know, to, to, your, to what you're saying, there's some people, like, uh, the last thing, the last thing they do is check in with how they're feeling about something. Yeah. The way that they navigate the world is what does my parents think? What do my friends think? You know, what does my boss think? Like, they're navigating the world out of how other people are thinking and feeling rather than actually being aware of who they are as an individual and where they want their life to go. Right.
0: That's where I think assessments can start to give people, start to give people tools to see uh, who they are and how they may want to show up in the world. Right. So we're kind of running here on time for a little bit. Um, So I just have two more questions. um, Pretty quick questions because of the fact that we've only talked about one assessment. We're not going to go into, you know, depth on other assessments, but give me, um, give me like, you know, three or four other assessments that are, that are, that you have dived into that are really important to kind of understand with other, with other people. So we've talked about Myers-Briggs, but, you know, give us another, you know, two, two, three or four other assessments that people can take that um, can help them understand even something further beyond just the Myers-Briggs test
1: yeah so just one your personal values would be a a really great route to go like there's there's all kinds of different tools out there if you need a tool i can i can share one with you just email me and i'd be happy to share some ways for you to begin the process but really um personal values is just about nailing down what you really hold is important in the world you know Mm -hmm. start with a list of Start with a list of 500 values and start chopping them down.
0: No. <laughs> start asking yourself. How, how, anyway, how anyone, anyone listening, if that overwhelms you just a little bit, maybe start with 25 and then go from there, and then try to build up.
1: Yeah, however you want to do it. Like, there's there's a million ways to do it. You know, a couple other ways I tell people this all the time is just think of your favorite place and what makes your favorite place your favorite, your favorite place. place. I'll bet you money there's a combination of two to three values. three of your top values that are making your favorite place your favorite place think about what you love make a list of everything you love make a list of everything you hate love and hate are two big words anytime you hear somebody use them there's probably a value involved
0: right and what about and what about like on the is there any other assessments on the computers on computers that people can take sure
1: so we you know we mentioned Myers-Briggs there's love languages there's also strength finders you can do that one okay Uh, the good one especially if you're looking, you know, more along the lines of work. I mean, it plays into relationship too, as well. Um, In addition to that, if you want to get more into like um, some deeper, like motivation stuff, you could look at the Enneagram. Um,
0: And and what I'm going to do is um, you're saying, you're saying them now, what I'm going to do is all the ones that you're, that you're just mentioning, I'm going to link them in the show notes below so that people can know where the website is that they could possibly go to to at least get the information on what to look at if they is if they eventually want to take the assessment so that will all be linked below the uh, I know I know just quick point the strength finders one I know you gave that to me to me um, that has been my favorite one just because I, I saw it as gave it to me because I said people need to start doubling down on their strengths and quit focusing on their weaknesses And that's what made you give that to me. To me, the Strength Finders one has been amazing at determining what you are good at and how to capitalize on what you're good at. And instead of focusing on bringing your F's in life up to an A, focus on your A's and becoming the best at those A's possible. So that one has been for me a really important one. The, the Clifton Strength Finder is the one that you just, the one that you just mentioned.
1: Yeah, and there's you know each assessment brings with it certain principles too, and like that's a that's a principle that Strength Finders brings with it is an encouragement to focus on your strengths rather than what you're not good at. You know, the theory <coughs> in school was if you're if you're failing in math and getting A's in in English, well, put a little more time and focus on. Thing you're failing in, right? Mm-hmm. Sticking with what you're, what you're really good at. So, yeah. And they bring some principles with that assessment as well. But you know,
0: if you had to, if you had to pick one, if you had to pick for your coaching, for personal training, life coaching, health coaching, everything, if you had to pick one assessment that you had to utilize, but that's the only assessment that you could utilize again for your clients, for your relationships, for your All friends, right, acquaintances, if you had to pick one that you had to go off of forever in order to utilize in your own life which which assessment would you pick?
1: I have to decide if I'm going to let you put me in that box and I will. <laughs> I'll say this, I'll say this I think um if you just had to pick one, I think what I'd have people do is values work. Values work is like they're not going to learn they're not going to learn all the languages of all the other assessments that they would give them. You know, you could become, you know, multilingual, if that's even a word, uh-huh. you know, with all these other assessments and you'd be able to get into these cultures that use these languages and you'd be able to understand people on that level. But I think if you if you just had to do, if I just had one thing to work with for that individual, I'd take them into their own personal values and then they could learn the language in the process of getting really honest and really real about what their values are. Uh-huh. And as they work through that process, and learn the language around that. I think that would then help them to, you know, look at other people and notice values that other people are showing up with. You know, so right. like values, gotcha. I feel like it's much more universal, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the other assessments and stuff they create specific language around themselves. Yeah. Whereas, if, like the values piece, like it can kind of it can kind of uh, tr- transcend all of them.
0: Gotcha. Know, like, yeah. Yeah. that makes sense. Gotcha. Okay. One, one last question. You got two to three sentences, two to three sentences, and you had to, you're 34 right now. You had to go back 10 years. So you're 24 in two to three sentences. What is something that you would do 10 years ago that would be different that, you know, now, you know, it now at 34, you've gained the wisdom in the 10 years, but you didn't know it, know it at 24, but at 24, you could do it over again, except you knew this you knew this wisdom, <laughs> oh, what would you, man. what, what would I you would do differently?
1: Scream. I would scream stop. Okay. I would scream stop and learn, stop and learn. Oh my goodness. And hire and a life coach. Like you, and you couldn't have convinced me that I needed one back then. Yeah. Cause I had life in the bag, you know, I had it figured out. Just like
0: every, just like every 24 year old does. I, exactly. I, I knew it was up, but oh my gosh, did I not know things like, yeah. If I
1: could go back, I would literally say that Andy I'd be like Andy stop getting yourself some self-awareness start actually getting real about who you are. Yeah. And you know what you want your story to look like in 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 your life, you know like cuz there oh my goodness, there's just we need we need to, like f- 20 more podcasts to get this out. But honestly, there's so much so much so much to learn and so much to understand. But if I could go back and talk to my 24 year old self, I'd like I don't know. Lock
0: myself up, and there we go. Okay, just stop. There it is. That's the best. That's the best advice there is. Just stop. You don't know it all. All right. Yeah. Last thing, real quick. Where can people find you? Where can people find you? What's your media outlets? What's your socials? Yeah,
1: they they can find me on Facebook and Linehearted. Oh, sorry, Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. at Lionhearted Coaching.
0: Both of them. Um, both of them just at Lionhearted Coaching. Yep. And, and and again, those will be linked in the show notes below.
1: Cool. There's uh, also my website, uh, lionheartedcoaching.com.
0: Okay. And
1: uh, in addition to that, we actually have a free Facebook group for anybody that's wanting to take it to the next level in their fitness. Uh, it's called Lionhearted Strong for Life.
0: And they so- will they be able to access that through the Lionhearted Coaching Facebook page itself?
1: They might be able to find a link there, but if you're if you're after that one specifically, I just uh, look search "Lionhearted Strong for Life" on okay. Facebook, and you'll find the group there. You can ask to get in, and uh, we can get you in there. And that's just a it's just a free group for anybody who wants to commit to being strong for life. That's that's what I'm here to to champion. You know, uh, fitness for a lifetime, and help people along with. So we do live videos in there. Uh, we're gonna do one on cooking this uh coming tuesday yeah that
0: and that facebook group uh essentially deals with your physical health right it deals with the physical realm of your coaching we're talking about physical
1: fitness and stuff like that there might be we might throw some other uh you know challenges or different things like that in there but it's for the most part just working around that health piece you know all the dreams in the world um aren't, aren't any good if you don't have the health and the energy to go Go pursue them so having a, a good base very uh, true a great way to go after your dreams
0: all right man it was it was great having you on today another another journey another journey of personal growth it was really great having you i'm sure i hope i hope people got value the way that i do every time i talk to you so it's been real my man we will let you go with that we'll let you go i know i know we kind of hit a time crunch there for a minute but uh i apologize any inconvenience that might have that might have had on you but um it's been a
1: privilege and honor to be on. Thanks for having me. And yeah, world, stop, learn, listen. There's so much you don't know. There's so much I don't know. And if we're doing a good job of learning and listening, it means that tomorrow we'll realize there's even more we don't know.
0: I'm gonna. I'm just going to stop it right there. I don't think there's anything I can say after that that's going to make it any more powerful of a podcast. There's your last bit of advice. All right, guys. Andy Yoder, health coach, personal trainer, behavioral change specialist and certified life coach. Thanks for being with us again, my man.